You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Lynn Kruger-Andes from Kruger-Andes Law, which is awesome. And we're excited to learn about this. She has two young kids, so they call it KA Law, uh, if you want to put it uh, into you know, a little small area. But let's talk about the law. And if you're somebody that's been arrested before, you know all about it. And I'd like to say that I haven't, but I was arrested when I was younger. Um, all kids are stupid, right? It is what it is. But we always need a lawyer, and maybe we'll learn a little bit about this. So let's talk about uh, Kruger Andy's law. So it can be, you know, the law. It can be complicated beyond belief. Stakes can be very high, you know, whenever you enter a courtroom. It's only multiplied when it comes to family law. Now you're adding deep emotions on top of what can already be a very stressful situation. And really, that's just going to add to more stress, right? Anybody who has gone through a family court case can attest to the fact that it isn't easy. You know, but with the right lawyer helping you and your family navigate the law and each other, it can be just a little bit more easier. And that is why we have Lynn here today, a.k.a. the right lawyer. Now, Lynn specializes in family law, litigation, arbitration, meaning uh, and arbitration, meaning that she has been able to uh, lead her clients through the system during some of the most difficult times in their lives. Uh, So excited to learn more about this, learn specifically about you know, your law law firm and your story. So thank you so much, Lynn, and welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, Great intro, Brian, as always. uh, He's very good at that. So tell us a little bit about your past or your history and what led you to where you are today. Yeah. So I wanted to be a lawyer ever since I was a little kid. I dressed up as a lawyer for Halloween when I was seven. I can send you that picture. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that is that is cool incredible. For you to I mean, know, like, yeah, yeah. You, we've had that's, some that's like a firefighter that wanted to be a firefighter, but it's like, how many people at seven are like, I'm going to be a lawyer, yeah. and then actually, and then do it, yeah. and make it because it's not like you briefcase you can't just and... sign up to be a lawyer and they're like, here's your pass. You know, you got <laughs> to be smart. Got to be real smart. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, from here. I'm from Charlotte. So. One of the few. Unicorn. Yes. Um, Unicorn lawyer. Yeah. So I am from here, um, went through high school, everything here. And then I left for college and law school and for a couple of years of practice and then came back here in 2014 um, with my husband. So um, graduated law school in 2011. So three years after the great collapse. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who had jobs in 2008 decided to go to law school. And so in 2011, there was a huge influx of lawyers into the community. And so jobs weren't super easy to find. Um, But I needed to be in Raleigh because my husband, boyfriend at the time, um, but now husband, was clerking at the Court of Appeals. And so I wanted to stay in Raleigh. And but there were jobs were hard to find, like I said. So I actually volunteered at Legal Aid doing domestic violence protective orders. And that's when I really kind of grew to love family law. I do come from a interesting background. I was raised by a single mom until I was eight. My stepdad adopted me. And oh, awesome. um, they actually got divorced um, when I was a family law attorney. <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, so yeah. 
And was, um, that wasn't your first client, was it? No, but it was your a mom. client. <laughs> <laughs> I called my dad Ooh, and that's said, "Hey, real close. yeah." No, real I called close. my dad. It's like I did a divorce for mom, so she doesn't have to pay the fee. And he's like, "Yeah, I was gonna split the cost of it with her anyway, so whatever." Oh, um, man. So yeah. <laughs> that's close to home. That is close to home. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Charlotte. I yes. know it's been, what, six, seven years, but uh, yep. it's a great place to be. We yep. love it here. I love it here. Um, yeah, for sure. Before we dive into it, I just, and, and I want to learn about the specifics of what you do and obviously, you know, educate our listeners on how that you can help them throughout it. But just being a lawyer in general, like, I feel like I never like dreamed of being a lawyer, but then you like watch a movie and you're like, dude, that'd be badass. Like, you know, you see some lawyer or like our family, if you looked at our Netflix, you probably think we're like dark, right? Like we're watching all this like crime documentaries. And I love when they like bring them into the courtroom and you get to hear like how these lawyers have gone through all these things, especially the ones where maybe somebody has been, you know, uh, or they're not guilty, but they're, they've been accused of something and, and they're, and they're not. Right. Mm-hmm. And this lawyer like saves the day and they have all this. It just to me is like, it's gotta be an adrenaline rush. Right. Um, so what is it like just to be a lawyer in general? Do you, is, is, is that right? Do you get like a, like a rush being a lawyer? Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know, I mean, obviously, right? Like, but yeah, I mean, it can really be like that. If yeah. you go to court and you have a big win and it absolutely is an adrenaline rush. And I think that that is why a lot of people do it. I think that if you're talking about making a murderer season two, that oh, is, yeah. um, Ooh. that was a lot of work. Yeah. I'm certain. So I think that, you know, it's, it's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and that's not as exciting, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you have a big win in court, that's always an exciting day. Um, and one thing that I've added to my practice is mediation where I'm the neutral. Uh, so I'm not, representing either side but i am the neutral person like in wedding crashers you know where they're fighting over frequent flyer miles it's not like that (laughs) um (laughs) but that's the role and i get a lot of joy out of that too because i meet the people that morning i know nothing about their case and then if we have a resolution that is to me that's a great high so you you told us a little bit about kind of your family and the background and 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 kind of how you got into this. Tell us, you know, what what about your law firm? And I guess what do people need to learn about that, right? I, I always look at, you know, I'm happily married, everything's great, but like things happen, right? I have friends that have gone through things that have been really nasty. Um, you've seen some that haven't been, where it's kind of joint, but it's like every scenario, it's like you you have to be protected, right? You need to get a lawyer. And I don't know if people really know what that process would be like or when do they need to contact you. So I guess kind of run through maybe some scenarios or like what your organization does and how our audience, if they do need your help or what I look at is like maybe you have a friend that's going through something, right? And they have no idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, hey, you need to be the person that's there for them and say, hey, look, I know things aren't going well. It's probably time that you have a conversation with the lawyer, you know, like figure that out. And I don't think a lot of people know like when that time is, you know? I think if you are thinking about it at all, it's the right time. There you go. Uh, There you go. Good (laughs) point. If your spouse has dropped a bomb on you Mm -hmm. and they've decided to leave or they're unhappy or you guys are talking about separating, I don't think there is a soon enough time to come if that is the conversation. I mean, obviously, if you're happily married, you don't need to go and get a divorce lawyer. But (laughs) I think that if there's any kind of, you know, inkling that something's not going right in the marriage, it's always good to know your rights Mm -hmm. and it. It's a few hundred dollars probably for a consultation. I mean, minus 350. 
most lawyers in Charlotte charge a consultation fee. So to me, it's absolutely worth it, even if you're not going to go forward with it. I've had clients who reconcile, and that brings me so much joy. Um, so even if you don't end up getting a divorce, it's always good to know your rights and know what is realistic. And I find a lot of people come in and they say, oh, well, he said that he's going to keep the house and he's not going to pay me anything. Or she said she's going to take the kids. And it's like, that's not necessarily realistic. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's worth paying a couple hundred bucks to know what actually is reality, what's most likely to happen, what's the law, what are my rights, things like that. So what is that with that type of a process? And I'm going to ask questions like I'm happily married. I'm not trying to figure this out, right? Like, so no, like... My wife doesn't listen to this anyway. So like Scott's Brad, out of the Brad's trying to like, get yeah. a free consultation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Podcast. I am absolutely That's really not. why that you're is, here no. today. No, I'm My good. wife is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely good where I'm at. But I think I've seen a lot of my friends that have gone through this and some of them are, are bad, right? Like yeah. I have a friend right now who's in Argentina and he literally just left America and he just travels South America. He owns his own company because his wife like straight up cheated on him and left and like he just didn't want to be in Atlanta. He didn't want to be around that whole scenario, you know? And I had a conversation last week because when Argentina won, he was so pumped and, and it was like, dude, how are you doing? Right. And mm -hmm. I feel like he just didn't have like the support that he needed, whether that was a lawyer or whether that was friends. And I feel like people just need to be open about it and like be able to have that conversation. But on that end, when you go through this type of a scenario, I'm always curious, like, I feel like everybody's getting divorced now. Like it's like the norm. Whereas like back in the day, it was like, if you got divorced, that was like, oh, you can't do that. Now it's like, if you get divorced, they're throwing you divorce parties and shit. It's like, I don't even know. Like, and I'm not saying it's good yeah. or bad, but I used to see that that happens. And maybe people know, like, if it's not working out, it's better to just cut it and go to the next thing. I don't know. Like you, you probably know the statistics more, but is it, is it something where you're busy all the time? Let's put it that way. Yeah. I don't know the stats, yeah. but I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, it's interesting cause it's not always oh, it's a new divorce or a new separation. I mean, we get really busy around the holidays because people are not giving the kids over for Thanksgiving or oh. violating the order in some other way. Um, COVID was very busy because people wouldn't turn the kids over during COVID. Child support was changing because people lost their jobs or daycare was no longer in session and we were factoring daycare costs mm. into the cost of child support. So there's a lot of things that affect a family law case that are not even related to the people necessarily but yeah i don't know if there's been an uptick i think covid did cause a little bit of an increase in yeah. divorces mm -hmm. uh, because there was a massive lockdown and i know in china that was a huge they actually did find that there was a huge increase in separation and divorce well, I think you that. found out real quick There's, if you like the person you're with during COVID. Well, yeah, you <laughs> real quick. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably you not see, with them if you didn't. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, you see right. differences in parenting styles, totally. money stresses, things that happen that, that kind of surfaced during COVID. Right. So, Do you, does family law encompass much more than just divorce and that kind of scenario, or are you pretty much focused on that lane when it comes to family law? Yeah, I pretty much focus on divorce anything related to divorce, so custody, yeah. child support, dividing assets, and spousal support. Um, and then we also do some civil litigation related to divorce, like alienation of affection and criminal conversation, which is pretty mm -hmm. fun. That sounds wild. I've also heard that there's like just from some buddies that, that you never want to hear that your spouse is a totally dependent spouse <laughs> because then yeah. it becomes, hey, man, like you're and this could go both ways, yeah. right? 
uh, man or lady, but um, that's when it gets kind of like like someone is getting paid if they're totally dependent, right? Yeah, so and it's coming from the one spouse, that they're depending on. Yeah, so dependent spouse is an actual legal term. I mean, it, it right. defines somebody who's dependent on the other spouse to meet their reasonable needs and expenses. So, yes, if there's a dependent spouse, they're probably getting paid unless yes. they committed marital misconduct, which Got is it. having an affair. Woo! This is crazy. So if you Man, have an affair, you don't get alimony. Yeah, so don't <laughs> cheat. You ain't getting no money, people. That's, That's right. right. I mean, That's there's some is. exceptions, like if your spouse forgives you or if um, they did too. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> have yeah. you ever seen that happen? What? The, the spouse forgives? Them. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It yeah. happens a lot more than people think. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I always recommend marital counseling if it's, if it's able to work, you know, work through it. Yeah, for sure. Especially if there's children involved, right? Yeah. Like, but It gets I mean, real sticky. It does, but I don't think people should stay together just for the kids. Right. I think that that creates a really toxic environment. I sure. Totally um, agree. I'm not a, you know child psychologist or anything but i, I bet i bet you are though, <laughs> yeah a lot. You, yeah by, you sort by of default are. right yeah. like well one really cool thing um, about my office it's a new office that i got i opened in september and we have a playroom so oh nice awesome. my, the kids in that's it's awesome. my pride and joy my, love that. it's mostly my kids that play there yeah. but still <laughs> that's still awesome you can bring your kids and be like i can still actually get something done exactly uh, my son's been in here and i'm like i don't have really have anything for him to play with yeah you know so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, my daughter picked out the little salon nice. and the dollhouse. And oh, yeah. It's very oh, fun in there. Awesome. Yeah. I love Heck it. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit. And, and you you obviously had some experience working a couple different places. And then you decided to start your own law firm. You know, I think, and I have a, a lot of friends, not a lot, but I have a few friends that are, you know, lawyers and a few that have, you know, been promoted into to partner uh, at organizations. And it's been really exciting to see them grow from us being, you know, in our 20s. And it seemed like, that person never got to do anything. They were literally working 24 seven, right? Yeah. And then it got to the point now where they've worked themselves up and now they're a partner and they have a lot more freedom, but they also have a lot more responsibility. And I think it's just kind of cool to see that journey. But I have never had one of my friends decide to say, I'm gonna leave the hand that feeds me to go start my own practice. Like I'm actually gonna go out yeah. on my own. And, and I don't know how common it is or how uncommon it is, but you obviously, you decided, hey, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it happen. Tell us how that journey happened, um, not only where you were working, but but when did you and, and your family decide like, hey, this is going to be my journey and I'm going to do it. And, and what was that like? Yeah. So um, I was at a firm for about seven years before this. I've been an attorney for 11 years, almost 12. Uh, so for the last seven years, I was at the same firm and I did make partner. That was really exciting. But like you said, it comes with a lot of responsibilities, a lot of um, meetings, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's just, it, it's l not hours pressures, but there's different pressures. It's just like any job. Um, but this, uh, summer, my family and I, we went through, you know, some personal stuff and we decided as a family that it would make more sense to have a little more flexibility, work on something together, build a practice. Um, my husband doesn't work with me, but he's also an attorney. Okay. Uh, so he knows kind of how to do it. Um, so he works at another firm, but we, um, built the practice and I, I really wanted it to feel like a family feel. Um, I love that I can leave to go get my little girl at four o'clock pickup and, um, they like to come to the firm. Like I said, I bring them and they play in the playroom. So it's a very, um, family organization. My paralegal, 
has been with me for the last seven years. She came with me um, and her grandbaby comes into the office. So it's just a, a family feel and we really just love having something like that. So what type of law does your um, husband practice? He does business and commercial litigation mostly. What, at, at what is the dinner firm. table like that? Uh, that You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Two lawyers. Oh I bet goodness. it's awesome because you guys can run each other's cases by each other. Yeah. What would you do in this scenario? And even if it's something that's not an expertise in your side or the other side, you can maybe give him a different way of thinking it and he can probably do the same for you. Yeah. So I bet there's probably that light bulb moment like, you know what? I didn't even think of it like that. It's actually really kinda, helpful. Yeah. yeah there was, uh, there's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, this motion was was denied what what should i do and he's like well you should just file this motion and you know and i'm like, like okay oh. but like what does that look like and yeah. then he'll he'll be like this is what you should do and i'm like okay great and then you know i'll do the same thing for him um but yeah we practice very different areas of law i think he thinks that my practice is probably a little dramatic and i think his is a little <laughs> boring but it, it all balances out <laughs> so <laughs> it all works out and it was really nice because we were we met in law school and we uh Took the bar at the same time, so there was. Did you both pass at the same time? We did. Nice. Yeah, we went out to the car during lunch, and like we were like, okay, so that was there were the con law questions. That means that there's there's not going to be one in the afternoon. There's going to be criminal law, you know, whatever. So we would strategize. But anyway, it was nice because you know we could support each other, and there wasn't like, gosh, why aren't you spending any time with me? Like you're studying all the time. Like we were both just in different rooms studying all the time. Right. Yeah. That's so cool that you both passed at the same time. And I asked that question and right as I was asking, I was like, this could be the most uncomfortable question ever. Yeah, what if I was like, like what if you no, passed and he, he failed? Or yeah, or like no, he, he passed and you didn't. <laughs> and then, then you'd be like, I mean, that would be so demoralizing because of the effort that both of you put into it, right? It's like, hard. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's I mean, and sure. you both, and then you, so how did you, you really okay, lucked out with we got to hear this story. Yeah, I know. I'm like, now I'm really happy like, I asked this God. question. So tell me about how you guys found out that you both passed. Were you right with each other? Like, what was that experience like to sit there and know that all of your hard work paid off? Like, I feel like that would be like the most ultimate bonding experience besides like, getting married like literally yeah, like that would be like it wasn't that exciting i'm sorry uh so what happened you're killing me you're killing me here Come it was, on. no it was no it was yeah. very exciting but it wasn't it wasn't like that yeah. it was like i was at work and he texted me and was like your letter is here and i was like you better open it right now and so he called me and told me that i passed okay which was very exciting but it wasn't like you know some i thought this was going to be a hollywood movie you guys run and together. jump and then you jumped in the fountain of unc and you guys just had a blast no, no it wasn't that wasn't exciting that. it was okay. very exciting to pass though yeah yeah but because the bar is really scary and hard because a lot of people fail by like two points Right. So people don't, I mean, some people I'm sure, but generally people don't bomb the bar exam. Mm -hmm. It's like you fail by a couple of points. And Ugh. so that is what is very scary. And I remember, this is a silly story, but I came out to the car after the exam and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally crushed that third question. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, oh, the alienation of affection one. And I was like, oh my God, I totally missed that issue. Uh -huh. I failed. Like it was really scary. And then now I do those cases all the time so it's kind of funny <laughs> that is wild. this is an ignorant question but when you're going through law school are you specifically focusing on family law in in that schooling and he was in business no or is it just all kind of generalized so i did take a family law class um mm -hmm. and he took all kinds of tax classes and he actually has an llm in tax too which is like a master's of law but um so there are classes that you can take but i would say generally law school doesn't actually prepare you that well to be a lawyer yeah um you go to law school to i think learn how to think and mm -hmm. learn how to process information and research and do things like that that will help you be an effective attorney but it doesn't actually teach you how to practice law 
And that's, I think, what your first job does. Right. <laughs> teach you how right. to practice law. So you understand how to practice law, but then d does any of that education teach you how to be an entrepreneur as well? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Entirely so self-taught. That's <laughs> yeah. a whole nother element of, yeah. of law, you know, or, or of business, I guess you would say. But Yeah. It's, yeah and one of the things I've really learned is to, you know, outsource the things that you're not great at or that you're not passionate about. Like, I have a bookkeeper because I don't want to like do that every single day right absolutely so, um and i have somebody who i trust a lot and that's really great so i think you and i'm not an expert at owning a business because i just opened it like three, three months ago but yeah, but what is? i've learned is i'm like okay is this my highest and best use should i be doing this or should i outsource that to somebody else and so that's how i run the business yeah that's smart we always say in our business it's like what are you, what are you worth an hour mm-hmm and if you would not be willing to pay somebody that exact amount to do that job that you're doing right then, it needs to be delegated. Yeah, it needs to be outsourced, right? You gotta figure that out. That's why we use you Laundry. Yeah, and exactly. Hey, we had like them that. on our podcast. Yeah, that's great. Right. So we did, that was a great story. Yeah, so I think that's a totally brilliant point is like, what is your hourly rate? What, are your ti what is your time worth? And right. I mean, mine's three fifty an hour. So I mean, see, lawyers are great at mm -hmm. we lawyers know exactly what it is like. Yeah, hours, hey, I'll baby. work with you. It's three fifty an hour. That's what I'm gonna start doing to my client. Oh, you want t-shirts? Three fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, my creative ain't free. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding, guys. Your time I, is valuable. I love you. We'll keep working with you. It won't be three fifty, but new clients. Well, new with this clients. new role and still practicing law at the same time, like, what's your what yeah. what's your favorite part of of your job and your day to day? Oh, that's really hard to say because the reason I like being a family law attorney is because like my number one passion is having people who start in a, in a bad place and getting them to a better place. So watching that journey and seeing them kind of come out the other side. So I still love practicing and I still love having my own clients. Um, but I did really take off in the mediation sphere. And so trying to balance that has been really difficult. Um, but I've really enjoyed owning the business. That's actually really surprising that it's been as fun as it is. Well, that's an entire different mm -hmm. uh, skill set. Yeah, and it, I think that it just keeps me from being bored. Right. Right? Like, it's like, oh, today I'm going to do a mediation. Tomorrow I'm going to work on a client's case. You know, Friday I'm going to work on the business. Something Got like it. that. So. What do you think of, as far as the future, do you want to add other attorneys to your team? Are you trying to grow this out? Like, where do you see this brand and, and where do you see it going? Yeah, I think we're going to have to expand sooner than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> we're really busy, which is a great problem to have. Um, like I said, the mediation thing has taken off a lot. So managing my caseload, I think I'm probably going to need to hire an associate in the next maybe six months or so, which was not necessarily what I thought I was going to do when mm -hmm. I opened the firm. I thought I was like, oh, I'll just work less yeah. and I'll have gonna my, awesome. I'm gonna have my kids around all the time. And it's like, oh, but people keep calling. So, um, <laughs> and, and that's great. And I don't, I don't like to turn people away if I can help. So yeah, so we're probably gonna have to expand. What is a day? Like how many days are you in court versus everything else like i i feel yeah. like question, the, yeah. the movies it's like oh yeah they, the, the moment the verdict comes out right and you don't get to see them working till 4 30 in the morning with a candle at the office and <laughs> going candle. through 19 piles of paperwork you know like i mean the, yeah. the, the, that's never on the movies or anything like that yeah. but i feel like that's a lot of the time and, and i'm proud to say i've never worked till 4 30 in the morning that's good but um... i know that was probably that was probably really aggressive <laughs> but, but i have worked know. late yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. we've worked weekends i mean that's not that unusual if you have a trial yeah um and that's actually one of the reasons i became a mediator was 
you know, I came back from maternity leave with my first child, who's four and a half, and we almost immediately had a three-week trial, and I was exhausted, and I was missing bedtime, and I was pumping on the bathroom floor of the courthouse mm. and, like, wanting to die um, and mm. missing out on the team meetings, and, and it just was really stressful. And I also kind of got a perspective of, like, oh, my God, this is what my clients feel like. Like, mm. oh, my God, can you imagine Judge so-and-so telling me where she's going to sleep tonight or who gets her for Christmas? Like, oh, my gosh. Right. So I was like, why don't I pivot a little bit and start this mediation practice? So, yeah. So I do that actually a lot. I tend to have two to four mediations a week. And then the rest is balancing, like, client work. So I would say going to court is probably, like, once every other month. I mean, we go for little status conferences and things like that sprinkled throughout each month. But to actually have a hearing, probably once every two to three months. Okay. Because most family law cases settle right. because they should. Mm -hmm. Lawyers are very mm -hmm. expensive for good reason, but they are expensive. Having to spend, like, your whole life savings to save your life savings isn't really – a good use of your time and money. So um, settling is always the ideal scenario. Yeah, that's crazy. How often do you do you uh, use private investigators? Sort of off. I mean, not that often. Generally, clients have already like Figured retained that person or have right. already done it. But I do have a private investigator that I call occasionally. And I'm like, that How is much such a fascinating and, role. Yeah, it, it's, it's wild. They man. do a really good job. They do. Like, I've seen videos, and I'm like, how did you do this without them noticing? It's amazing. Yeah. In the bushes. Yeah. There they are. I'm, I'm not stealth enough. <laughs> You're, like, sitting there like, GPS how long, trackers on how your long car. were you yeah. in the bushes over there? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's that fa like former that's fascinating, man, because you know, it's totally a legal route, right? And yeah. somebody is literally documenting what you are doing, and you have no idea. Yeah, and I mean, if it happens good. if you're trying to, you know, avoid alimony and you think your spouse sure. is having an affair or if you're trying to prove an affair for an alienation of affection or a criminal conversation case, they do generally hire PIs. Yeah, and their their documentation of that, from what I understand, is so legit that it holds up mm -hmm. in front of a judge, right? Yeah. Court. Um, pretty fascinating job, yeah. too. We, we haven't had any PIs on the podcast. We, we should. We should. It would be a lot of fun. Someone. I'll give you some of these. Yeah, if you, got, if, if you got a referral, we would love to yeah, have Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think that's so interesting, man. I, that would be a fun job, though. Yeah. I yeah. Think. yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. I'm sure it's weird right. hours, too. Because it has you know, to be. It's like nighttime. Uh, yeah. And... yeah. You have to. It, it does, there, are, there are no hours. You're going to be there. You have to find something if it's happening. And so, sometimes, yeah. like, they'll sit there for, like, five hours. I mean, it's amazing. But... And just wait. Mm -hmm. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I would get so bored. I'd probably be the no, one that... No, they probably listen like, to your podcast yeah, while you're sitting right. in the car. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That, yeah. That's right. <laughs> All the PIs are listening to the Bread and Butters podcast. You're right. I love it. That's what I do. I'm but you'll car, never know they're the listening. <laughs> um, that's, that's crazy. So, yeah. on, for this, here's a great question. So, you're a lawyer... Your husband's a lawyer. Are your kids going to be lawyers and attorneys as well? I mean, they're so young, it's hard to, I to say. I feel but... like my four-year-old, yes, yeah. because she's constantly negotiating with me. Uh... <laughs> what have we created? She yeah. is a direct... Uh... And we used to be like, no, don't do it. Like, yeah. be a pediatrician or something. Like, don't be a lawyer. It's like, uh, but, you know, yeah, she'll probably do that. That's... 
but I don't I don't see our young one doing that, even though she's only two. But I feel like their personalities totally are the same from when they're like 18 months forward. When was your four and a half year old born? Uh, April 2nd of 2018. Okay. So March 21st was my first. Oh my gosh. 2018. So Graham. Crazy. Yeah. So he's this one. So we're like right, we're right in it together. Yeah. Right? Like in the, yes. Uh, the moment the of, thick two. of it. Of, yeah. So was your two year old born during COVID? He was. I mean, June. June of 2020. We were May of 2020. Yeah. So we're, on, we're, we're on the same plan. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It's so, crazy. um, and we have two, two, uh, two ladies that are pregnant in our office and, you know, I never want to be the person like, just wait till you have two. Yeah. Right. Cause I just felt like anybody that does, that's like, great, cool, whatever. Enjoy one. But it's like, but so once you true. get to two <laughs> and then, and then your two year old is like, he's now like ready to fight back. Yeah. And I just sit here and I'm like, let the rumble begin. <laughs> I mean, it is wild. Like I, every day is not a boring day at my house. No. I promise you that. I'm and we are. Yeah, uh, there's no negotiating in my house. My kids just demand, you know, it's like, dude. That tracks. It's like, come on, you're about to, <laughs> about to get it. Um, but anyways, so this has been so much fun. So what's the best way, you know, for people to get in touch with you um, if they're looking for this, if they have friends, family, whatever it is, right? Even if they just are at that point where maybe they think there is a separation going to happen and they want to reach out and, and just, you know, learn their rights, figure out what they can do. What's the best way to reach out to you and your team? Yeah, so probably the best thing to do is just to go to our website, thekafirm.com, T-H-E-K-A-F-I-R-M.com. And there's actually buttons on there. You can click to book a consult. Our phone number's on there. Um, and just give us a call. So you recommend if there's any inkling of that being a thought process within a relationship, they should just go ahead and reach out, right? I, I don't see how it would hurt. Right. I mean, unless you know, y'all are really trying to work through it. And if your spouse found out, then maybe that would derail it. Then, you know, that's a judgment call. That's not really a legal question. That's a personal question. But I do think if there's any question about what are my rights or he or she has threatened me with X, Y, and Z with regards to the kids or the house or money, I would definitely see an attorney. I mean, it never hurts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So if you're out there having problems, <laughs> fix it. Give Lynn a call. Yeah. We're going to start with mediation. Yes. That's where we're going to start. Mediation. And you mentioned the arbitration. That's yeah. a different kind yep. of avenue that people take. That's where people hire me to make a decision for them where I'm like the judge. And so over the summer, I think I did maybe like four or five where I picked the school for the kids. So, all right, oh. I, I have to hear about this. What does yes. that mean? I've never even, I didn't even know that happens. It means that mom and dad have joint legal custody. Okay. Meaning decision making. Right. So there's physical custody and joint and legal custody. Legal custody is decision making. You know, where do they go to school? Are they going to get the COVID vaccine? Do they get braces? Do they go to therapy? Things like that. Oh. Um, and so people will come to me or whoever arbitrate. There's lots of arbitrators in town, but uh, to make a decision for the parties because they have joint custody, but they can't decide what to do. Um, and hmm. school choice is the the number one thing that people arbitrate. Um, and people just can't agree what the kid's going to go to school. So, and I get picked for that a lot because I do have a four-year-old and, mm. you know, people are like, oh, you're a mom. You probably mm. know what is a better school. Um, so, yeah, I pick schools for people sometimes. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's like being like, well, we can't decide, so we're just going to let somebody else flip a coin and we're going to figure I mean, I guess if it's that point, you they're obviously at the point where I believe this, she believes this, 
Yeah. We're never going to agree. Yeah. Somebody has to come and in and make And a lot of times it's because the parents don't live that close right. to each other. Right. Uh, so it's not always an easy choice of, you know, which one's a better school because that's a pretty easy choice, right? But it's a really big deal when the parties live, you know, 45 minutes to an hour apart. They have joint custody. Who's going to be driving all the time? And so it is something that people have a hard time figuring out. Hmm. Man. <laughs> Hmm. Hope I never hmm. get divorced. No, you don't. It's you not don't fun. Want, I wouldn't wish it on not, anybody. I try to make it as. I'm not. Hey, I'm not trying to. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> this has been awesome, though. I've, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. I don't think I could do this job. Yeah. It takes a you lot. You have to of, have. It, it's a certain. Yeah. yeah certain I took grit. a. I took a Clifton Strengths Finders thing, and I got all of the five top you, things and I was like oh this is the perfect job you're exactly where you <laughs> want to be like, yeah it was like yeah. empathy communication harmony yeah and a couple of other things and I was like oh this is perfect this is my job it's just empathizing with all these people and trying to fix and, it, and, it, and I also I don't think I ever knew even that like attorneys or lawyers even really did the mediation side to like really try to help like I always mm -hmm. thought it was like hey if you got a lawyer involved like this it's done like you know yeah. like you're getting divorced or whatever <laughs> I didn't even know that there were lawyers out there that and don't take this the wrong way but this okay. is ignorant they really cared it's like all right I'm gonna get paid let's get divorced you know let's rock and roll whereas yeah. like I can tell by talking to you that you're going to challenge either side of the party or both to be like look if it's fixable Let's talk about certain ways that we can fix it, right? Yeah. You don't have to go down this path. And I don't know, maybe I was just ignorant to the fact where it was like, I didn't really think lawyers cared or that that was even a conversation. I just I, I just figured it was kind of like, if you're going to that yeah. point, like y'all are sitting on either side of the aisle and like, it's going to happen. But you probably have some really cool stories of where you yeah. challenge them and like, you know, figure it out, yeah. you know, like, and, and that's not obvious how you do it, but you know what I mean? I don't no, know. I just, mean, it, it's it's kind of cool that that's even possible. Lawyers are people too. That's right. So we, <laughs> you know, I feel like we need a generally, I feel like generally as a group, you know, family law attorneys actually do really care because I think you have to, to be yeah, in this sure. field. Um, but I, again, that's my empathy, but I, yeah. I feel like I really want them to leave better than they arrived. Mm -hmm. And I literally have clients that I've had for, I have not had their case for six or seven years because they settled or went to trial or whatever, but who still call me and update me about their life. And I get Christmas cards and it's just really nice to have people like see them past it and mm -hmm. see them on the other side. Thriving. Like, oh, happy again. that person who sued their, sued the paramour for alienation of affection. Like, Oh, she has a boyfriend now. And like, I'm so excited. Yeah. And Oh, now they're engaged. Like, you know, and it's really exciting, and I I love it, but it's not for everybody. No, that <laughs> have you had cool repeat though. clients? Yeah. Oh boy. Man. Yeah. But I gotta I ask mean, how many? <laughs> the number one repeat client. How many times has one person gotten divorced and you've done it? How many times? Oh, only oh, twice. Only twice. Yeah, okay. Only twice. I was about okay. to be like, dude, what, come on. Well, what type of heavy hitters? Then you they got can come here? back. Like, then they can well, come back for my, prenup. It's my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there I'm you like, go. please come There's, back for a prenup. We can't be doing this. Anymore. I will yeah, not mention names, but right. one of my friends' dads has been married like six times, and it yeah. is. It's. I'm. Oh, I'm at the God. point where I'm like, why would you get married again? Like, there's no one out there for you. Just date, have fun, but don't settle down because it ain't never going to work out. If you've, if you've done it six times, the seventh ain't going to be the one. I do agree. I mean, like, come I'm on. Like, why? Like, I mean, what's the point? And, 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 like, you're just going to have to divide your assets and again. The other I mean, aspect. And if, if, you're the, children, if you're the, I mean, if you're the girl, if you're the girl that he's dating and you're going to be the seventh one, no, hey, you better find out that he's already been married six times and didn't work out. <laughs> 
And that guy better be so damn rich that you just don't even care. But then he's going to make you sign a prenup. You're right. And if you're, yeah. True. So it doesn't matter. Because so if he's been yeah. through it six times, he's already lost some money. So he ain't or she 100%. has lost money. There ain't no way. So there's nothing for you, honey. Don't do it. I'm going to tell him. Just, it might be true love, though. I don't believe that. After <laughs> seven. <laughs> buddy. Oh, he's heard third time. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Six times doesn't six, work you. might as well give up. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I think he needs to call. Or just, I mean, you know, the internet. Like, dude. <laughs> You're probably like, what's that guy's name? He seems like a great client. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you an extra card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Referral. Yeah, can we, can we connect the dots? Well, Lynn, this has been awesome. Um, I'm, I'm laughing, even though it's not a funny yeah. topic. Uh, but it's been cool to learn more about your organization. C congratulations on going out on your own. I, I think you. that's awesome. Um, I think it's probably, I can tell that you're just a go-getter and it's exciting that you're learning now yeah. how to run a business, yeah. right? As as well as I think every good attorney or every good lawyer are always challenging themselves on, on being better, right? Yeah. And you guys always learn something throughout the different cases and what you can do. But I think what you've you provided is great. Like the three different areas of the practice, um, I think is really great for people that, you know, either might have questions or they're already at a, a point that they need to make a decision. Yeah. Um, and you do really give off that empathy vibe. So it's yeah. like, it seems like p people can open up to you, be honest, have that conversation. And it really, I can sense that you really care and it's not about the money or, or any of that. It's like, look, let's figure this out to make you better and happy. And when you just mentioned, oh my God, she's engaged. Like you... I know y'all aren't seeing this, but you could tell that you're really excited about that, <laughs> I right? Really like, excited. it's like that because you probably know, like, you get to see people at their yeah. darkest time, right? Yeah, when like I saw the happy. heartbreak yeah, and like, devastation, and now you get to see that, and you're like, yeah, full you know, circle. You were part of that, yeah, though. It's like, amazing. right? Like, you you helped that out, so or like a cool. Christmas card with like a dad with his kid who like wasn't getting to see his kid, exactly. you know? And I actually, I'll tell you this before we leave, but I have a folder in my office with like all the amazing things if I'm having a bad day you know like oh, yeah. where somebody sent me an email like oh I got to see the kids on Christmas because of you or here's a picture oh, of the awesome. kid you know I had a child that was kidnapped at Christmas we got him back and she sent me like a Christmas picture and I was like oh in the file <laughs> um, so I just have a file where you know nice emails or That's things that people rewarding. send me um, I keep, kidnapped I keep on all Christmas? of them well it's the That's 23rd awesome. but yeah I had to go to court on Christmas on the 23rd of December <laughs> in jeans great oh lord have mercy. and had to apologize to the judge i was like i'm so sorry i wasn't planning to come here today obviously <laughs> i am <laughs> yeah. not dressed appropriately yeah you're you're in your christmas pjs you're like let's do this my paralegal came let's with me this. she has like a panthers jersey on i was like oh, yeah, <laughs> that's lawyers are people too it yes. worked yes it worked well, didn't expect i was going to be here judge but here i am yeah Go Panthers. Yes. All right. Wow, that's dedication um, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah well, sure. like we always say, like, share, comment. You know, if you're going through something, get in touch with Lynn. If you know somebody else that's going through something, you know, pass along the information. I think what we learned today is that she's there and she's willing to help you and and, and genuinely cares. I think that's all you need out of a uh, out of an attorney or, or somebody that you need to help with, right? So I think this would be a great person to connect with. Um, but this was awesome. I learned a ton. Um, a lot of things I had no idea about. This is definitely different than the Netflix movies that you <laughs> talk to lawyers um, or watch around lawyers. But I think it's cool. So congratulations on everything that you've done and, and the family that you've created and the business that you've created. And we will absolutely follow the journey and we wish you nothing but uh, but the best. Thank you so much. Thank it you. was really fun. Excellent. Yeah, yeah was thank, fun. Hey, we, thank we you try, for joining us. We try to have fun. So um, again, like, share, comment, check it out. And uh, Lynn, thank you again so much for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.